1: You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game.
0: This is the Power Producers Podcast, production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power?
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining, redefining the sales game in 2023. And I have got my good friend, Brendan Corr, from Lost Run Pro, here with me to talk about himself and also what they're doing over there, because this is a company that has come in almost out of nowhere. I don't want to say they came in out of nowhere because then that would be selling their marketing efforts short, but you guys weren't on the scene. I mean, you're not a legacy player. Who's got been around for a long time. You've come in and you've started making an immediate impact with what you're doing. So before we get into talking about that, Give everybody sort of the ten thousand foot overview of who Brendan is and how you got to where you are at Lost Run Pro now.
2: Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, David. Nice to see you
1: again. Um, Everybody who doesn't know the backstory, (laughs) we recorded this once, and my fat fingers must have deleted it or something. So (laughs) we had our we had our practice run. Now we're going to nail it.
2: Now we're nailing it. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Ten thousand man. I'm thirty eight. Living here in Missoula, Montana. I grew up in Seattle. I was in the golf industry for 13 years. Uh, I got connected with Regan, who's the owner of Lost Run Pro uh, a couple of years ago. She was kind of had this idea, was running with Lost Run Pro. I was like, Hey, I'm hungry for a new opportunity. I want to be in some like a new space. She kind of said, Hey, let's see. You know, this can either go here or, you know, who knows? It could fizzle out. Took a chance on me. I've loved it ever since. And you're right. I think. We connected in November of last year when you first, we I, I came on to one of your shows and you're like, where did you guys come from? And we had like 400 users and now, you know, we're creeping in on 2000 users uh, to close out this year. So we certainly have come on and come on very fast as a part of this uh, kind of bringing Lost Run Pro to the marketplace.
1: That's cool. So talk a little bit about what Lost Run Pro does.
2: Absolutely. So, um, Lost Run Pro has two different solutions in the marketplace. The platform that we're bringing. The first is really designed to help new business. You know, the main goal here was to not only allow an agency to become more streamlined internally with some of their workflows, but the biggest headache that I think a lot of producers face when prospecting accounts is they can't get access to loss runs. Either the insured is afraid to ask for them and or the incumbent when asked can withhold loss runs or they can block the markets. And it just becomes a very kind of cumbersome process that if you've been in the industry space for a while, you're familiar with it. So our system in that in that sense, what, what we do is we allow you guys to go in, create a couple letters, email it to the customer. We have our own e-signature component. Once they sign it, it goes directly to the carriers. So, it is a very simple process. We have a whole tracking system built in the platform from an agency side. But then, more importantly, again, it just takes away that awkward conversation. It bypasses the incumbent sending those requests directly to the carriers. Uh, secondly, we have an entire system that allows uh, a claims team to build out their workflow. So, any of those manual processes that they're sending to their underwriters, you know, maybe it's 60 days, 90 days, 120 days out from renewal or to remarket an account, agencies can build out a workflow within our systems where that email that they can enter into the platform can be duplicated. So it's really like a set it and forget it tool for their workflow.
1: Which is good too, man, because you know I have the ability to put something like that together inside HubSpot, right? Because totally. we've got a full-blown CRM that we can customize and make it do whatever we want to do. The first obstacle is I actually have to get somebody to sit down and program it to make it do that. But, you know, in, in all reality, you know, the tech stack that we operate from is just so far outside the norm of what a rate, what what an agency would typically have. And I don't say that to beat my chest and brag because I ended up kind of being forced to keep a product that I wasn't ready to buy, but my choices were either, well, I'll pay to continue the uh subscription at the lowest rate possible because ain't no way I'm getting out of a software contract, right? <laughs> or number two, you know, I could double down, start customizing it, start having it make some money for me, or at least get right. some leads in so that we can close you know and and then that's we did the latter. The thing is, a lot of agencies out there don't have that, right? And so the fact that you have the ability to give them what is some level of CRM automation to push this stuff out on a regular basis is huge, man. And if nothing else, if you just spend the time to go in and set it and do it right the first time, it's also a great reminder for the agent to actually do something they're never going to remember to do, right? People can say, oh, I'm going to have a quarterly claims review. It's lip service until it actually happens. In this situation, if you're going to have a quarterly claims review, you can have it set up to get the loss runs two weeks before that quarter is up. Now it's they're exactly in your right. inbox, it's going to prompt them. And they're going to be like, wow, this these loss runs are here. I need to get on the horn with my client and have a conversation about these things. Or monthly or whatever the frequency is. But that's a huge advantage. And for what you, I mean, your pricing is insanely low.
2: Twenty nine dollars a month, or three hundred dollars a year per user. But you're absolutely right. I mean, that is it. Not only removes in a lot of agencies who don't have a tech stack like yours, who can automate a process within their AMS system uh, or CRM. This allows them to offload that workflow, and it can trigger that that quarterly review. That's you know halfway through the year, whatever that is, it allows an agency to be far more proactive in a piece of the equation that is often overlooked just simply because people don't have enough time. And it's a very manual process at the bottom level that certainly can be removed off of somebody's workflow. So that is certainly one of our biggest selling points to a lot of agencies. It allows them to truly become those risk managers that a lot of people want to be and talk about. But then certainly on the on the prospecting side, you know that's been a hang up for for years for producers, you know, to acquire loss runs from prospect customers.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. And you know, look, if you're a producer out there and you're not using loss runs at the point of sale and actually sitting down and look, I, here's the problem that I think producers have. I'm just going to call it the way I see it like I typically do, but they view loss runs as a necessity for a submission. Loss runs tell the story of the whole flipping account, people. Agreed. And if you're not taking loss runs and sitting down, studying them, and then articulating the story that the loss runs tell to your prospect, they may not become your client because you're not a trusted advisor. You're an insurance salesperson, and you have loss runs to put as part of the quoting process. But the very best are going to be the people who sit down and walk their, their prospect through the journey, explaining what all those things mean. I have said this for years. If you just give me your loss runs, I will close the deal, period. Right. I don't right. care what you're paying in premium. I don't care who your insurer is. Carrier doesn't matter. Premium doesn't matter. Your loss runs are ultimately what tells the story and ultimately what helps set the rates with the underwriters. And if I can have those conversations on the front end and get people to see, oh, you know what? I've never had my agent talk to me about low dollar indemnity claims on my workers comp loss runs. Us putting in a return to work program makes a whole lot more sense now because I can get rid of those and actually end up with the discount on my experience mod rating because we don't have we we have medical only claims at this point because we're bringing people back to work. Like that's just one example. You could be looking yep. at workers comp loss runs where the employee was in an auto accident where they weren't at fault, yet the carrier hasn't initiated subrogation back against the auto policy, right? And there are certain circumstances where you're able to do that and not able to do that, but if you're not even having the conversation, you don't know. Right? Nope. You could be looking at lag time. When did the injury happen? When <laughs> when did it actually get reported? What? Your claims are so large because it's taking you two weeks to let the carrier do their job. Or if you go on the general liability side, how come you don't have any, cl- hey, Mr. Plumber, why don't you have any claims under $5,000? Well, I know why because the plumber's paying them out of pocket, right? <laughs> The agent doesn't take the time to see that. Yeah. And they don't, they don't let they don't connect those dots in their head. And so they certainly don't go back and say, Mr. Plumber, it looks to me like you're self-insuring claims under 5000 dollars Can you explain why? Well, I don't want to bring the insurance company in on everything because it's going to cause my rates to go up. Well, if it's inside the deductible layer and you're the one paying it, that's kind of what it's for you're operating like you have a $5,000 deductible, but you're not getting any of the deductible credit for it, Einstein. So your premium would actually be lower, not to mention the fact carriers have pre-negotiated rates with people to fix problems. You're going to get it cheaper. And here's the big one. When you self-insure for stuff like that, you're accepting liability for that claim. So what happens when you pay out of pocket for that claim that was under five grand and six months from now, it blows up into a $100,000 claim and you want to go to Liberty Mutual or Travelers or whoever yeah, and no report way. that claim? You're out of luck, brother. You, you you already accepted liability for it. That is now an out-of-pocket expense. So yeah. people, loss runs to me are like one of the biggest things you can use as a wedge at the point of sale, as a way to educate your client. We do a terrible job collectively as insurance producers in sitting down and educating. And I've said this from day one. If you'll stop selling and start educating, you'll close way more business than you'd ever close as a salesperson.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we have I, we have one piece of the puzzle in the insurance space that most do think of it as a part of the submission, but you're absolutely right. Loss runs tell the whole story of a company, not only from an operational standpoint, but also their risk management standpoint and how the owners and or employees are behaving. So it drastically can improve the ability for you to go in and 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 attack in a different sales technique or a different way when you approach that conversation with the knowledge that you have from those forms. And then back to your original point, it's $29 a month to access this information to give you that ability to have those in-depth conversations ahead of time. Like that to me is one of and I'm certainly biased I this is the program and the and the software I work for but We do one thing. We do it very well. It's simple. It works. There's no reason if you write commercial that you shouldn't have loss run pro. It's the equivalent of what? Like a $2,500 policy over the course of a year? I mean, that's.
1: If, yeah, if that, depending, (laughs) right? you're talking about, you know, $300 at the most, Right. right? If. What are you doing, man? If you can't sell, to pay for that, like, seriously, guy, what are you, what are you doing on the streets every day? Right. I mean, it is, it, it solves a big problem. And it's something I think everybody has issues with. And to me, you know, the ability to be at the point of sale, talking to a prospect and confidently letting them know this is not going to get your incumbent agent involved, blah, 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 blah. Any underwriter that reaches out to the incumbent says, Hey, I just had a request for loss runs to put them on alert. They just shot themselves in the foot. Right. Yeah. There's a reason why we're going this way and coming to you directly. (laughs) Um, You know, you just basically screwed the pooch and you will not be getting a renewal now. Uh, Right. But. You know, I think that being able to confidently put the prospect mind at ease as to what that's like, because when we do an audit of the experience modifier, We have to get a letter signed. If they don't have a copy of their experience mod worksheet, we have to get an authorization letter signed to get that. You may want to automate that process inside Lost Runs Pro too, but you have to go to NCCI, same letter. Yep. They sign it and that's how you can legally get the experience mod. You don't have that letter. You lose your risk workstation account with NCCI and you won't get it back.
2: We have people who are building those letters within the platform. So beyond loss runs, there's additional value. We have one group. All they do is work comps. So they're also then subsequently building out an NCCI letter that the insured is sending and it's being sent directly to them. So absolutely. Like that's already built in there as, uh, you know, as a kind of supplemental tool for agencies to use um, beyond loss runs. So it's certainly, certainly is very valuable. Um you know, I, I I laugh with people, as as you said, you know, if you're not, you know, if you can't afford the $300, kind of what are you doing? But, you know, we also see so many of these insure tech platforms out there that do 500 things, right? Like we do one thing, like, and it's very simple. We aren't trying to replace the, we're not trying to disrupt the whole industry. We do one thing. Uh, we don't need a whole lot of integrations. It doesn't need a whole lot of training. You use it, you win loss, you get loss runs faster, gives you more opportunities, you don't want to use it for new business. Go and use it for your current workflow renewal. Like it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. You know, that's just as plain as, plain as it can be. And it works very well for our retention rates, like 97%. Yeah, you know, that's great. So Here's so. my
1: question, because I'm sure this is one you're asked a lot. What's the success rate of getting the lost runs using lost runs pro versus going and trying to get your client to get them direct?
2: Uh yeah, absolutely. So right now, um 68% of our customers are getting loss runs back within 3 business days, which is again far faster than what the old process used to be, which is 10 days, 2 weeks on incumbent blocks to market. So, we're certainly finding incredible success that agents and customers weren't used to previously. Beyond that, though, if an age, if a carrier hasn't released them within 10 days, our team actually will escalate with the carriers to get them released. And so beyond that 10 business days, we have like a ninety seven point two or ninety seven point six percent retention rate of loss runs.
1: Well, and the thing is, man, I look at it this way. I know what I feel like my hourly rate is and my hourly rate is far higher than what I would be willing to pay someone to just be it, it's higher than 29 99 a month. I can promise Don't, you that for a fact, but. certainly, You know, at the end of the day, like, I don't want to have to sit here beating on a carrier to issue loss runs. That doesn't make any sense. That's not the best use of my time. It's certainly not the best use of my producer's time. And I don't want my account managers having to take the time to chase something down when they need to be handling the work that's on their desk right now. The fact that I can spend $360 a year to 100% outsource that, come
0: on.
2: Yeah. Yeah and now and, I, and and I also recognize that agency owners are getting you know they, they they have their own tech stacks and you certainly are aware of this so 29 dollars a month plus 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 it certainly adds up so it has to provide value in most of these conversations I have with agency owners you know I can tell almost immediately how how serious they are because they're aware of their tech stack they want to automate whereas at the end of a conversation someone says I don't I don't know if I have it in my budget you know and it's like <laughs> You don't even have
1: a budget friend. Okay. (laughs) Don't hand me some BS line about, you don't know if it's in your budget. You're sliding your personal debit card at the grocery (laughs) store. I mean, your business debit card to buy groceries for the family. You're like, that's the thing that cracks me up. You get these agents that are pious. Oh, I don't know if that will be within my budget. Okay, let me see your budget. Let me prove to me you actually even have one. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we have the people who come into Killing Commercials start with writing a business plan. A lot of agents have never even written one. You know, they want to go out and get market access and everything else. So if we can have them put together a coherent business plan, makes it a lot easier for them to get carrier contracts as a result. But, you know... Here's my well, just start, and just starting
2: with fundamentals, like as a business owner, I've never run a business. Like I can help with distribution of loss run pro, but Hey, if I was to go start an insurance agency, like I would need to write a business plan because that's the important fundamental steps of just understanding what is needed and what the expectations are of owning a business. Like it doesn't just happen overnight. Setting a business yep. plan is certainly number one.
1: Well, the other thing too is, you know, from my perspective, a lot of the, a lot of the people out there, aside from just you know writing writing a business plan, my qualifier is when somebody asks me how much something costs. If you are <laughs> worried about how, what it costs, as opposed to how much is it going to save me or how much is it going to make me, that's a scarcity mindset. That's going to be a real short conversation with me. Yeah, because well, I think so many problem, people don't I see that. Our peer, yeah. my peer group is really listen. Let me tell you who my peer group is, and I don't want you to. Confirm or deny you think this way, Brendan, because I would never bring you onto my podcast and then have <laughs> you admit to something controversial and diminish your brand. But this, these are the people that are in online forums every single day bitching about somebody complaining about their renewal going up 5 or $10. Or the my favorite, this is my all-time favorite, Chris Langell from Local Traffic Marketing, Advisor Evolved, good friend of mine, does all of my websites, does all of my... My advertising on Google, Facebook, everywhere. Love him to death, get great results. He doesn't pay me anything to tell you people this, but if you're not using him, you should be. Makes me way more than what I pay him every single year to do those things. And as a result of our good relationship, I've told Chris if you've got people that are calling to talk to you about lo- local traffic marketing, feel free to send them over to me, have them reach out, give them my calendar link. Just make sure they tell me what they're booking the appointment for in the notes. And I'll happily talk to them. And I'll get an agent on the phone and they're saying, well, what, when can I expect to see a return on investment? When can I do this? When can I do that? I said, listen to me, let me tell you how this process needs to work. You want to hire a professional who has a skill set that you don't have. They're good at it, arguably best in class at it. You need to let that person come in and offer you their solution to your problem. You need to let them tell you everything that they would do. I would do this to your website. I would I would advertise the, for these types of business on Google in your area. Here's where I would set the budget for the advertising spend, knowing that he doesn't make money off of the pass-through cost. He makes the money that he charges as a fee every month to manage this process. He's not marking up Google advertising and selling it to you. And he's going to come in and he's going to say, I think you need to spend $3,000 a month and you need to make a decision as to whether or not you have anywhere between 18 and $36,000 this year to commit to this, because you don't just go in and do it for a month or two. Right. You have to let the, you have to let it get velocity. You have to let the snowball catch. And call it a day because yeah. you can't go back to that professional and say, well, I only want to spend $1,500 a month because if he's saying I'm projecting you're going to get a hundred leads a month, if you have a $3,000 budget, that doesn't translate to if you only give me $1,500, you are going to get 50. You may pay <laughs> him 1500 and only get 10. Right. That right. may just be the way that it works out because it's not a straight line deal. And so when I get the pushback, my number one comment is, how is that any different than the person who comes in and asks you to make sure they're insured properly for home, auto, umbrella, flood, all of those things? You take the time, you take your technical expertise and all of your experience, you put together a proposal, you show them every single thing that they need to have. And they come back in and say, well, I don't really think I need ordinance and law at that level. I'm only going to take 10%. And I want to take this coverage out here, there. And six months later, guess what happens? They have a claim. What are they going to do? They're going to come back and blame you. Well, it's not my fault. I offered everything to them. I said, and it's not Chris's fault because he offered you everything and you choose to, to customize that. That's one of the biggest areas that I think agents are fickle. We gripe about people nickeling and diming us but we are standing at the front of the line of nickeling and diming <laughs> when that time comes around when we're evaluating our own purchases. So people, if that's how you're operating, just stop it. If you want a professional, pay for a professional. Don't hang your hat on the fact that you're an ins- a licensed insurance agent who's a professional and people should respect you if you're not gonna give other professionals with unique skill sets that same level of respect. You don't deserve it from your clients if you're not willing to give it to the people who you're gonna buy from. All right, I'm done. I'm I'm off by soapbox at this point. <laughs> you know. I mean, I
2: I love it. I I had a poll up. I don't know. This is probably last year about how many people like I'm in sales. You're in sales. Insurance, you know, as a insurance like how many demos am I taking right of other products right? What's my time worth? Am I being generous enough on the opposite end to see other people their products? But then more importantly. You have to show up I like now. This is my soapbox. Like
1: go for I, it. Let it all hang out. Book
2: a demo, show up, <laughs> you know, like I like I just choose that Like how I operate as a person, like to never do that, you know, like that's just to me. It's on my calendar. I got the reminders, you know, so it's hard. Like I know people are busy and things happen. But I, yeah, to, to your point, like you know, operate in the way that we want to be treated as people too, you know? And, and I think that I certainly understand I'm in sales and and things come up and all that, but yeah, absolutely. Like I know I'm in sales and I'm pitching a product to someone who is busy, but hopefully there is value here. And that's why you took that demo to so where you can see that value and that there is value moving forward and having a conversation with me and certainly worth the $29. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. What have we missed? But, you know, I don't know. We got
2: we got a lot of big plans for 2023. I think, you know, we're having conversations. We've grown in under two years to almost 2,000 agencies. It's allowed us to have some really important conversations with carriers. You know, so those conversations are now starting to where we are beginning to gain a lot of traction on the carrier side because, you know, beyond agents, like also how do we help streamline this from a carrier level to where the actual process of release of loss runs becomes a little bit more streamlined. You know, so many carriers we found are just as inefficient as agencies. And so we're hoping that as we continue to grow, these conversations lead to more and more on the carrier side, which we hope can leverage into just efficiencies all around, not only offloading on a carrier front, you know, and having some of those direct relationships, but then also allowing that to become uh, the information to flow a little bit more easily. Um, so we've got a lot of plans. We're having some great conversations. We're building with partnerships and just, you know, we're going to be out at a lot of events. So if you see me stop by the booth, come say hi, you know, it's $29, man, you know, and I appreciate your support. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for the voice and the sponsor, you know, all of this stuff, you know, it, it certainly helps.
1: Oh, hundred percent. My pleasure, man. I mean, I feel like this is just a no brainer for so many agencies out there that at this point, like I'm, I'm, I like sitting here thinking about how I can use all of this inside of the ecosystem we've built at Florida risk and use it in part as part of prospecting. Right. Right. What yeah. if, yeah. what if I required everybody that I'm going to meet with to provide loss runs before I walk into the meeting? I can automate this process using you guys, right? 100% now I have it and I know what I'm getting into with no issues. And you can word it in such a way that the prospect is not going to be put off that you ask for it. Just say, look, for us to have the most value of our time together, I need to have some historical loss information on your company. If you've got it at your fingertips, great. If you don't, here's here's how we go about getting it. One signature. And
2: uh, we have a lot of people who that's exactly how they utilize it because you certainly don't want to waste your time by going to having one of these prospect meetings if you know by looking at the loss history, it's not going to be a fit. And certainly it helps to qualify the customer. If they aren't willing to sign the letter to allow you to get a snapshot of their company, are they even serious about letting you quote the business or have that meeting? You know, I think that's probably... Uh, an added benefit to this is that it might help an agency or producer to actually begin to understand who's serious about letting them quote their business and who they should be spending time with
1: hundred percent. How do they find yeah. you, man? Where do they go? Get that 29 99 deal.
2: Love it. Yeah. lossrunpro.com We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Shoot me a note. Brendan core. Um, you know, uh, we've got our demo up on the website. We've got intro videos. We've got a chat bot. You can come find out more. I mean, we got it all, you know, we're here, we're around, we're in Missoula. I mean, shoot, man, we're, we're, it's almost summer over here now. You know, it was negative 42 <laughs> last week and it's What time does it se- get
1: dark up there? Like two o'clock in the afternoon?
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like four 30. So we got about, yeah, we got about seven hours of daylight, but it was negative 42 last Thursday. And today it's 37. You know, it's, it's like I'm, it's great today.
1: Yeah, my buddy Doug Benz is in <laughs> in Buffalo, and I Benz saw. got just crushed.
2: Yeah, over the weekend,
1: ha- and it's going to be like fifty tomorrow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's just unreal. Like how how quickly. I mean, it, the other day it was forty one degrees. That's almost that's eighty degrees change in you know in four days.
1: It's just it, bonkers. it's funny too because I you know you mentioned Twitter. I have purposefully stayed off of Twitter. Like I don't know why. I get these weird idiosyncratic thoughts where like, you're just not going to convince me otherwise. So (laughs) I have been non-existent on Twitter for like 10 years and just essentially resurrected my Twitter account in the last two or three weeks. And it's going to, it'll be interesting to see how long I can behave on there because there's way too much politics for me to be. I mean, it's crazy. There is some of this stuff. And, And there's also a bunch of trolls that just are looking to, to start issues. And I, I just don't do well with that. Like I've got a really good memory. So I may not engage with them online, but I will remember them when I see them at the next conference and I'll bring it up in person.
2: So yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting, I mean, Twitter is a wild place, man. It is the wild, wild West. Like it's a, it's an echo chamber. If you want it, it's a conflict place if you want it, but it can be a great source because the reach of Twitter is just uh, it's just out of this world if you can find a niche there and be able to get to the right people because it truly is a platform that has access to anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, I'm just looking for a little piece of that world. You know, that's what it is. So find me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, and make sure everybody understands it's Loss Run Pro, not Loss Runs with an S because I know – lostrunpro.com yep i ca- catch myself making that mistake and i think it's cuz we call them lost runs so many yep, correct. times that it's just a natural default but it's lostrunpro.com um,
2: yeah there you go you got it so I super appreciate it. You know, as a guy who didn't have a voice in the industry, you know, certainly I believe we have a product that is worth listening to and understanding if there's a fit in the agency. But thank you to you, David, for giving me a voice on here in your podcast. I really appreciate it. And I I appreciate all the wisdom and and watching you on LinkedIn and following your, you know, that's how I learn too. These conversations is a way that I get to learn. And so I'm better when I'm talking to agents as well. So thanks.
1: I won't even make the comment that you likely know more about how to sell insurance than most agents at this point. Cause I know you're a sponge, man. I know you listen to all this stuff and consume, consume the content. And I can tell you from my perspective, that's exactly who I want as a partner in my agency. So thanks for taking the time Appreciate to it. come on and uh, we'll catch you soon, man. Stay warm right. up there in, in Montana.
2: I will, man. All right. I'll see you down right, in brother. Key West. All right. All right see, man. Ya. see ya. Later.